recently uh, about your offense and your in your running game specifically. You know, two pretty good games. Didn't matter who the opponents were. What do you expect this week for for your running game? I mean, will it be a stiffer challenge? Obviously, like TCU's defense. I'd like to think that we'll be able to run the ball. I mean, schematically, let's face it. You know, you got a you got a top line defensive defensive staff. Okay, you played you just played the scheme, the almost identical scheme last week. So you schemed that scheme to get yourself. You know, besides your players, you know, you created some running lanes. You know, based on well, he's going to take that away. He's not going to sit there and say, okay, they were running that, so I'm going to let him run. You know, let him have those plays. So what forces you do is coming up with new ideas. You know, that's we're over here meeting too, in case you're wondering. You know, so I think that I think we we feel pretty confident that uh, we have ways to attack them in the run game. Coach, I know you've mentioned that um, it's kind of your job to make sure the team didn't go, I guess, into the tank, so to speak. Have you seen the response since it's gone by a couple of days here uh, that you were hoping for? I let them be in the tank Saturday night because I was in it too. You know. I just can't, you know, I can't act that way. But, you know, but by Sunday Sunday morning after watching the tape and the meeting with the staff and you know, getting together with the players, then going out in there and practicing, the best medicine, the best medicine in sports is to go out there and play again. That's the best medicine. So, I mean, and once we get out there Sunday afternoon, you know, and get through stretching and start hitting each other again, you know, you've already moved on. So, you know, I let them sulk for, for Saturday night, and then Sunday we were back to work. And it's good doing it that way now because by the time, you know, they leave on Sunday, it's kind of behind them. And that doesn't mean it's okay. That doesn't mean it's acceptable, but it's, it's behind them, and then you could be moving forward. The guy that seems very positive and upbeat and tends to shy away from the negativity a little bit. I mean, is he the guy you can kind of lean on right now? I mean, even though he's new to the program, is he the guy you can lean on to kind of help kind of get rid of some of that negativity from last week? Well, I don't, there was not very much negativity from Taylor Cox. There was no, not much negativity from Tony Pearson. If you look at those two players, there wasn't too much negative you could say about either one of them. I mean, you know, they only can do their job. That's what they do. I mean, their job is to be given the ball, and they run – as hard as they can, and when they're when they're in a pass game, either catch it or pick up the blitz. That's what they're supposed to do. But I'm very happy with Taylor Cox, and I'm very happy with Tony Pearson. I'm, I can put those guys over in this group over here. Um, those are two guys I'm not worrying a whole a whole bunch about. You use a guy like Taylor as almost a leader. Uh, it's too. He Taylor's a very quiet person, so Taylor leads by his toughness. You know, he's a tough guy. He shows up, he's the same guy every day. You know, and he's the type of guy you want on your team. He doesn't have to say a whole bunch, doesn't say a whole bunch. But, you know, you better be ready because he's going to bring it on every play. Can that be infectious? I think that it can be infectious most of all with the guys blocking for him. Because when all of a sudden they're getting, he's getting to the second level and he's seeing them run over people or making guys miss, you know, that you know, that makes them want to stay on blocks even longer. Just uh, two weeks <coughs> in, would you expect to have better uh, 
performance from the receivers? I'd say uh, I w wouldn't say I'm very happy with the passing game right now. To say that might be an understatement on my part, but uh, I do I do believe that the passing game uh, the passing game has has a lot of room for improvement, and I think that we it better come on in a hurry because the better your the better your opponents are each week, you're going to need to score more than 24 points. And I think that I think that when you run the ball effectively, you can get into the twenties when you run the ball like we are. Okay, but you need more production out of the passing game. You talk about uh, Randall Bent and a lot of snaps at right guard Saturday over Sterling. Yeah, well, one guy was making a lot more mistakes than the other guy, you know, and that really, when it comes down to it, you know, you know, contrary to popular opinion, we're not dumb, and then when so when one guy's making a lot of mistakes and the other guy's not, you know, you play, you, you play that guy. It really is not that difficult sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you want to theorize, well, why did this happen? Well, one guy's making mistakes and one guy's not. That was pretty simple. It might be the same answer then, but it looks like you shuffled your linebackers a little bit. Anthony's on the depth chart now. He's outside. Jake's moved over a little bit. Can, can you just talk about the thought process behind some of that? Well, we're going to play a team this week that, you know, that might just line up and try to pound us some. So, I mean, you can't play with a, you know, with a bunch of 5'8", 190-pound linebackers. You know, you, you better be ready to, you know, have some girth in case they just decide to just line up and drill. I don't know whether or not they're going to be in 10 every, every snap or they're going to come out and be in 22. But I do know, you know, you, you know, you better have some guys that you can put out there that you know that can play with size. You, you said you wouldn't put Anthony out there until he was ready to let it loose. Anthony's ready to play. When it comes to turnovers, do you alter your game plan at all to make sure you're capitalizing on them? I don't understand the question. When you get, let's say, a great field position from an interception. How do you make sure that you're capitalizing on that and getting points on the board? Well, it depends on where on the field you get that turnover. Okay, it's it's usually everyone calls it sudden change. That's what a turnover is called, sudden change. It's a change of possession that no one that no one's really expecting at that time. Okay, if you get the ball in plus territory, your mentality is totally different than if you get the ball in minus territory. Meaning, if you're backed up towards your own goal line, Okay, you just come out and play offense. If you get the ball in plus territory, the tendency a lot of times to be more aggressive. What about on defense? Well, I mean, it's sort of the same mentality. Okay, if your offense, if the turnover was back in the other team's territory, you're just ready to play defense. If it's in plus territory, you're trying plus territory. You're trying to keep them from scoring points. How do you keep your momentum if you don't come away without a stop or some points on the board? Well, you get the offense or the defense, whoever's up next, they got to bail out the other side. That's just the way. That's the way the game goes. So you got to play football as a complementary game. You know, not all good things are going to happen. So what you got to do is when one team, when one side doesn't, you know, doesn't get, get the job done, the other side's got to bail them out. That's just the way it is. Dane reacted to your feeling about the passing game needing more uh, improvement. I mean, it, he's going to tell you. He's going to come in next. He's going to tell you he's disappointed. That's you know, that's you know, that's 
you know, not a prophetic statement, you know, and, and we expect to be much more efficient in the passing game. And, you know, I think we've made strides. We made strides from week one to week two to eliminate some problems, but still the bottom line is we need to be much better in the passing game if we're going to have a chance to play against the big boys. I mean, and I'd, I'd definitely qualify TCU as one of the big boys. Big boys on that offensive line, you said about Blaze Bolts there. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, since he's a local kid, we, he's got a lot of fans up in our area. So have you seen anything on tape? Yeah, I'm a day? fan too. That's the problem, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's he's about 6'4", about 3'10". So this isn't like, you know, like the center and the, and the left guard are both maybe in the 290-ish range, you know. With, uh, but, you know, he's, you know, he's got some size to him now. He's about six four, three ten, and you know, he's playing next to that freshman, that freshman right tackle, who really is kind of a freak athlete right there. So besides the fact that he that he plays solid, you know, he, he's helping bring that kid along, and I think that that kid has a chance to be a really good offensive lineman for a long time. Um, early in the game, the second play of the game, which resulted in an interception, uh, those play uh, very similar. You ran in Kansas City um, a couple of years ago. Is that something that you might return to to hope that maybe get a base too better? Well, I have, to be honest with you, going into a game, I always have multiple flea flickers. Not, there's not one. I mean, I have, I have a, you know, I have a list of them that, they're all ready to be dialed up. But you know, there's a risk reward factor when you call them, as you know. You know, and you call them when they work. Everyone, everyone thinks they're great. You call them, they don't work, and then you're dumb. You know, so. The, the risk-reward factor for a play like that, you know, is high on both ends. Going back to, to Dane, I mean, he seems like a kid who has very high expectations for himself. Does he wear it a little harder when, when things aren't going right? You have to make sure he's not in the tank? I think he'll be a little bit better today. After That was kind of my, you know, ironic you say that because that was kind of my, my Monday night post-radio show uh, conversation was pretty much on that same subject. You know, just do your job. I mean, what do we know now about our team that we didn't know two weeks ago? Let's start there. Okay, we got a couple of good runners and we can run the ball pretty efficiently. That's what we do now. So if you're a quarterback then, you don't have to bear all the weight on your shoulders. I mean, I'm going to feed the ball to the running backs a whole bunch of times anyway. And even if they stop them, I'm still going to feed the ball to the running backs. Okay, it isn't like I'm going to stop running because, you know, they stop them a few times. I'm still going to keep doing it. But what does that end up doing? Now it means that you, we don't have to throw it on every down to, to win. We just need to be much more efficient when we do throw the ball. I think, that, I think that's what I'm expecting to see from him this week. How did you feel like Prince was playing until he got injured? Actually, he's playing, he's playing pretty well, and he's playing two positions. You know, he's playing both, he's playing in the, our well linebacker, and he's also playing out there at that nickel sand position right there. So he was providing us some, you know, you know, some some decent snaps in the game right there. You know, you know, it, it hurts. I feel bad for him more than I feel bad for me. You know, you know, anytime, you know, kids, you know, got into the mix, new program, got energy and everything like that, and then he gets hurt. I mean, you really feel, feel bad for him, you know. You know, we we'll put we'll put another guy in there, but for him, I feel bad. You mentioned a couple of times 
little bit of a psychological advantage, maybe because not a lot of teams are circling KU on the schedule. None. Do you anticipate this game maybe being a little different just because it is TCU's first conference game and they want to come out and make a statement? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Okay, but let's be practical, okay? Let's, let's just sit there and we'll reflect here for a second. So we just lost at home to Rice, right? Is that, I got that right, right? We lost at home to Rice. Blew the game in the fourth quarter up by two scores. So the coaches are going to come in and tell all their guys, hey, this team is much better than that. And the players are going to watch the tape. Okay, I've been there now. I've been, I've been that coach trying to tell those players the exact same thing. So no matter how many times those coaches sit there and tell them how good Kansas is, the bottom line is, you know, we got by South Dakota State and, and we just lost to Rice. You know, so you tell me how much motivation in reality. Okay, so they'll go read these comments here and say this, what Weiss is saying. Okay, and try to use that too. But the bottom line is, you know, there's still the, uh, you still have the tape to look at. And based off of the body of evidence, I just watched them play 49 snaps of defense, play the same front and coverage 46 times, okay, and give up about two yards in a game. I saw the quarterbacks throw the ball 17 times and complete 17 passes. That's what I'm looking at. Okay, so it really isn't very difficult for our guys to realize what, you know, what, what, what they have to go to. So that's part of the psyche uh, of the game that you're talking about. So what do you do in the reverse role right there? I'm not in that. Oh, in my role? Well, obviously you got no chance, fellas. Maybe we shouldn't just show up. Maybe we just go to brunch on Sunday or Saturday morning instead. I mean, I mean they'll show up on Saturday. We'll show up. TCU's coach, if you're in that spot and you're facing a team that just got beat by Rice, you use every tact you can. I mean, I mean we've gone as far as laying mouse traps around the locker room. Saying the game's a trap. I mean, you, 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 you do. I mean, seriously, we've done, we've done everything, you know, and both. Yeah, and both. I mean, you, you, you try all sorts of things that are symbolic, but at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're a good football team, and I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, they're good in all three facets. You know, they used to just be salty on defense, and that's no longer the case. You know, they're really good on offense now. I mean, they're re they're really good. Those traps. Uh, that, that definitely happens. Figuratively, of course. <laughs> I actually know what that means. Isn't that good? There's <laughs> been a lot of uh, talk about TCU and how their talent will translate to the Big Twelve playing, you know, week after week. It sounds like watching the tape that their personnel looks. Yeah, they, they definitely have. They're they're definitely an upper-level team in, in, in this conference. I mean, I'm, I, I've looked at the tape of all these teams in the conference. I mean, this, this team can hang with, the good, with all the good ones. I mean, they're, they're well-coached. I mean, this guy's a good head coach, and he's a good defensive coach on top of it. Okay, they're well-coached. And what they used to win games on defense, now they can win games in multiple ways. And when you get to that point, you know, which they're going to need to, when they're playing against a bunch of good football teams in this conference on a weekly basis. I mean, because you can get beat every week in this conference now. There's, there's no week that you go into a game. I mean, we could definitely win this game. Not that most people think that, that but I mean, like, it doesn't make a difference who you're playing. 
know, every every week you go into, you better be ready to go because you could lose every week you play, or you can win every week you play based off your preparation. When you looked at those tapes, did your impression of the Big Twelve change in any way? No, I expected the Big Twelve to be talent, talented. I mean, I've known a lot, a lot of a lot of these programs from afar, you know, I, and I knew that. I looked at the scores of the games, and you know it would be 100 to 99 every week. You know, so you knew that there was going to be offensive firepower all over the place, and the league hasn't disappointed. There is. There's tons of offensive firepower. You know what this team brings, okay, is a team that's had a reputation for being a top-line defense, and you know I think that 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 brings an added dimension. You know because they've been they've been good on defense for for. A, for a while. As an offensive coordinator, do you almost have to look at it right now as most teams have two ways to score and you only have one way to score? No. Runs? I definitely don't look at it that way. Zero chance that I look at it that way. None. What are some things that can get corrected in the kicking game as it stands right now? What? In the kicking game? Yeah. Well, which which facet of the kick? Give me give me the facet. Uh, the field goals. Could the snaps be a little bit more accurate? You betcha. Could the hold be more on the spot? Yep. Could there be a little bit less pressure? Okay, you still got to put it through the uprights. It's still the bottom line. Once the ball's getting blocked, you know you got to kick it through the uprights. Now it's one thing if you're kicking a 53-yard field goal where you're taking a chance. Saying, ah, do we punt from the thirty? Do we punt from the thirty-five yard line and maybe gain fifteen yards? Okay, or or give him a shot with wind behind him, with the wind at his back to try a field goal. Okay, that's that's one that you're not betting on making. Okay, but when you're kicking it from forty, you know you're you're kind of hoping, you're kind of playing the odds that 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 your chances are pretty good. You got to start adjusting your. Choices in game, I mean, you start to go for more on fourth down. Well, unfortunately, I'm one of the people who likes to go for it on fourth down anyway. You know, so that's been part of my mo in the past. So, you know, I'll I'll try to hold off from from doing anything rash too early. But you know, could there a time? Let, let me say this: a time could come that where I would think that way. That time has not. I have not reached that time yet. I don't want to make you rehash it with Tony, but now that you've played two games and he's exceeded that that 15 carry mark, I, I know you've said each game's different. You're gonna do what you have to do with him, but how has he responded physically to to that load? Well, you remember he he we've been on the sideline a lot. You know, like the one time he was supposed to Taylor was supposed to go in, they just had a 17 play drive. I mean, he could have gone and taken a nap. I mean, and Taylor, Taylor was dialed up to go next. I mean, we were on the we were on the side side forever. So, and not only that, but at the end of the 17 play drive, what happened? They scored a touchdown to make it 10-10. Well, when it's 10-10, you want arguably your best pl player on offense is number three. Do you want him on the sideline after they just tied up 10-10? When he been when he's been standing there for 20 minutes, he's as fresh as a daisy at the time right now. So the way the games have played out, it's presented himself in such a way where I don't think he's experienced any bumps and bruises or, or tiredness, knock on wood, to this point. Does it concern you that you're giving up 17 play, you know, touchdown drives to 
Does somebody give you that question to ask? Or ask? <laughs> Does it concern me? Yes, the, yes, the, that, that is a definite, no doubt about it, yes, 100%. <clears throat> Have some of the conversations oh, I'm waiting for, for the follow-up on this one. Go ahead. So how have some of those conversations gone with Coach Campo and what are you guys going to try to do to maybe make the defense get away? My conversations the last, uh, I'd say, 48 hours have been more about personnel than they've been about scheme. They've been about personnel. Like, uh, and twofold now, our personnel and then TCU's personnel, because once we get into game planning, you know, the, the, you know, I try. I'm not telling the defense what to do, but I can tell them what concerns I have, and concerns I have with our guys, and then concerns I have with their guys, you know. And I think that a lot of times in football, what the average average fan would know is you spend a lot of time game planning based off of personnel. It's not just what they do, it's who they are. You have to know who you're playing against. You know, it's not just what they do. And I think that that's where I, that's where I try to influence the decision making or the game planning of the defense more than anything else by giving my insight, like that 82 is really good. You know, so you're gonna be one-on-one -on, -one on him all day? I don't think so. You know, I don't think, that, I don't think that that's where we wanna go. So that, I'm using that, citing that as an example. How has uh, the right side of the offensive line been developing? Well, I mean, last week it basically was, for the most part, Dent and, and Howard, you know, played almost, uh, the two of them played almost a whole game. And all I can go from when I'm judging offensive line, I only can go off of production. So the, we're averaging, you know, five and a half yards a carry, probably a little higher if you take out, you know, a couple a couple losses by other positions right there, probably a little bit higher, closer to six. So you're averaging between five and a half and six yards a carry, and you're giving up two sacks, and one of them was a coverage sack in two games. So I look at it as a group. I don't look at the right side. I just look at it as a group. You'd have to say, you have to, based off of those two stats, which is really – what they're what they're out there for, to protect a quarterback, you know, protect a quarterback in the pass game, and to help you run the football. Based off those two stats, you'd have to say they're playing pretty good. More comfortable than you right now. Well, I've been running to both. I've been running in to, to both sides the whole time. Just the first game, I went heavier left. I mean, we ran to the right side a whole bunch of times. I remember one of the biggest touchdowns in the game, in the first game, was. Run to the right as well. The forty-seven yarder. All right, we're going to see if anybody on the phone uh, from the Dallas-Fort Worth area has a question for Coach. Go right ahead if you do. Please identify yourself. Yes, that's a no. See, they're not even on. <laughs> That'll tell you something. Who was asking about the questions about psychological advantages? <laughs> They're not even on. Probably expecting a, a 
home run shot pretty pretty soon. And how big is the big play against TCU? They obviously go for the, that home run early and often. I think that it's important for our guys to have good things happen early in the game. They don't have to be first or second play, but I think that good things got to have to happen early in the game. And that could be in any way. I'm, all, I'm fine with us intercepting a pass and running it back for a touchdown. I'm fine with us taking a kickoff back for a touchdown. I'm fine with us blocking a punt. I mean, I'm fine with all those things. I mean, so it doesn't have to be, you know, some trickery and deceit play on offense. I mean, it could be any play that kind of ignites the team that, you know, gets them thinking, hey, you know, we might just win this game. After the game, you talked about how one of your focuses had been finishing the games. Did you go back to that this week, or do you have a new focus? Well, I mean, the fact that that was the point of emphasis and you didn't, okay, was a very easy teaching tool. You know, because now you put up, here's, here's a body of evidence. This is what I was talking about. This is exactly what, well, this is, you know, when you, you hate to be prophetic, you hate that to be the case. But when you sit there and talk to them and say, this is the, one of the problems here. This is one of the things we got to learn how to do. Now, at the end of the day, when a game is close, okay, I have to believe that, you know, that coaching comes into play. You know, A, I know the players have to make plays. I know the kicker's got to make the kick. I know we got to make the sideline tackle. I know we can't throw interceptions. I, I got all that. But at the end of the game, when the game is close, you know, you have to be able to go back to the game and say, what could I have done different? To, and there's always at least a handful of things that you could have done to alter the outcome of the game. So rather than sit there and put it all on them, I think it's important for the players to know that it's not just you. There's things I, I could have done things better. We could have done things better. And for them not to shoulder all the blame for, for an unfavorable outcome. Have you had previous interactions with Gary Patterson? I've talked to him once, once at the Big 12 meetings, you know, right after recruiting was over. It was the first time I, uh, I've ever met him. What's the most impressive thing about the way he's done that at not a, a BCS campus? Well, I think that the most important thing that he's been able to do, you know, he's played really good defense against teams that like to spread it out and throw it all over the yard. I mean, he's beaten Boise State, and he's beaten, he's beaten BYU, and I mean, he, he's beaten legitimate teams now. It isn't like... He's just uh, dialing up the, every team that can't play. But on top of that, you think about it, no matter where you're playing, if in the last 12 years you lead the country in defense five times, that's a, that's a tough stat now. That's a big-time stat. And now all of a sudden, you know, you, you, your offense gets better and better players, and now when your offense, you know, offense is matching your defense, you put yourself in a position where you come into this league not afraid to, get, not afraid to go against anybody. He's really done a nice job. <laughs>